Coming up. What happens when the thoughts you, what you believed about God, what you thought God was, the box that you had put God in, and God shows you I'm bigger than that box. I'm outside of that box. You can't put me in a box. What happens when your box explodes? It is blown out the water now. He's confused about the God he's been serving all this time. Hello, and thank you for joining us on One by One, the podcast ministry of Pastor Robert Scott of Quench Life Christian Fellowship. Did you know the devil only has three weapons he uses against us? But don't be fooled. He may only have three weapons, but he has plenty of tricks. Join us for the message series, Propositions from the Devil, where Pastor Robert and his wife Carolyn carefully walk through many of the traps from our very real enemy and the tools we possess to be victorious against him. Here's the eighth message in the series, Removing the Props, part two. I want you to understand, I told you the devil's sophisticated. We talked before about how he's powerful, his power is real. Look what he did, Satan was able to influence a group of people called the Sabians to raid Job's stuff, to take it, and to kill some of his workers. Satan did that. Satan influenced them to do that. Talk about his power is real, look, look, look what happened here. Satan did that. And, and the, the one servant says, I am the only one who escaped. And I came to tell you what happened. That's what happened on that day. Some of Job's material things got stolen and taken because of Satan. The second prop he wants to remove is financial or financial props, financial props. See, Satan owned the land that his flocks and herds were on, and they helped make the land profitable. Look what it goes on to say in Job 1, 16 and 17. It says, while he was still speaking. So while the servant that came to tell him about what the Sabians did, while he was still talking, here comes another servant on the same day at the same or in the same while he's still talking. While he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. And I am the only one to tell you. Y'all see that? Satan had the power for lightning to come and burn up the sheep and the shepherds. Satan did that because God removed the hedge. And then Satan says, God told him, okay, go ahead, touch his things, but don't touch him. Touch his things, but don't touch him. Satan got busy and lightning struck, burned up the sheep, burned up the shepherds. And then look what it says in verse 17. While he was still speaking, okay, now we got, this is the third time news is coming. While he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldean raiders have stolen your camels 
and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. All of this happened sequentially on the same day. And so now Satan influenced the Sabians. He influenced the lightning. He influenced the Chaldean raiders to take his camels and kill his servants. Satan did that because God removed the hedge. I'm the only one. And if that's not enough, not only the material props, not only the financial props, the third prop is emotional props. Emotional props. Look what it goes on to say, Job 1, 18 and 19. While he was still speaking, oh, he's still speaking and while another one comes, while he was still speaking, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in the oldest brother's home. Suddenly a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. So now there's four instances. And Satan was able to influence the wind to cause the house to collapse on his 10 children. And they all died. And God allowed him to do it. I told you guys at the beginning, this, this, this story, this incident, this book, it raises some serious questions. Some life questions about God. But that's why I told you in the beginning, God is sovereign. God does whatever he wants. He owns everything. Oh, yeah, this, this book will challenge you. Challenge your thinking. And Satan influenced all of this. Talking about his power is real. Oh, yeah, it's real. But God gave him permission. He couldn't do it without God's permission, though. Without, without God removing the hedge. And this was really emotional for Job. Let's look here. Look at what it says in Job 1, 4 through 5, so you can see how much Job loved his kids. Job, it says, Job's sons would take turns preparing feasts in their homes, and they would also invite their three sisters to celebrate with them. When these celebrations ended, sometimes uh, after several days, Job would purify his children. He would get up early in the morning and offer a burnt offering for each of them. For Job said to himself, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. This was Job's regular practice. So Job would do a sacrifice. He would go to God on his behalf. He would do an intercessory prayer for his children because he said, I hope they ain't sinning and turning their back on God. Lord, I'm coming to you now with prayers, sincere prayers from the bottom of my heart about my children. I love them deeply. And I'm giving you this sacrifice, Lord burnt offering sacrifice for any sins that they may have committed. Because I love them. 
And then all of them, these, these 10 children, he would do sacrifice for them individually. Each of them are dead now. So, you know, this was a serious emotional hit to Job. So Job lost his material props, financial props, his emotional props. And I ask you, what if you lost your props? Would you still serve the Lord? Look what Job did. It says here in Job 20, 21, 20 through 22. It says, Job stood up tore his robe in grief. Then he shaved his head and fell to the ground to worship. He said, I came naked from my mother's womb and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin by blaming God. Would that have been your response? to losing all your possessions, all your finances, all your children. Oh, Job, Job was an upright man, feared God and shunned evil. And he worshiped and said, Lord gave and the Lord takes away. And he never sinned. He didn't blame God. But there are some other props that the devil wants to take away from you and I, just like he did Job, because he believes that we'll 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 let go of our faith if he if they got if they were removed, and we need to make up our mind that Lord, regardless, I'm serving you, I'm fearing you, I'm loving you, I'm worshiping you. The fourth prop is physiological props. Physiological props. Look what it says here in Job 2, 1 through 7. One day the members of the heavenly court came, came again to present themselves before the Lord, and the accuser Satan came with them. Where have you come from, the Lord asked Satan. Satan answered the Lord, I have been patrolling the earth, watching everything that goes on. Then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. And he has maintained his integrity, even though you urged me to harm him without cause. Satan replied to the Lord, skin for skin. A man will give up everything he has to save his life. But reach out and take away his health. And he will surely curse you to your face. All right, do with him as you please, the Lord said to Satan, but spare his life. So Satan left the Lord's presence and struck Joe with terrible boils from head to foot. Wow. It makes you wonder, God let Satan do that? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Told you this book, this story here will question it. It deep, it goes deep, and it hits home in ways uh, not any like in ways some other no other story really hits. But God gave him; he removed the hedge, and now he was able to touch his body, 
and affect his health physiologically. That's what Satan did. But Job, Job hung in there. And that, if that's not enough, Satan also want to take, write this down, your relational props away. Relational props. Look what happened here in Job 2, 8 through 10. Job scraped his skin with a piece of broken pottery as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still trying to maintain your integrity? Curse God and die. Oh, hold up, hold up. Job's wife, the one closest in relationship to him, says, just curse God and die. He told, she tells Job, give up your faith. Give it up. Make The devil used her, his wife, to make a proposition to Job to give up his faith and curse God and die. So relational props. He don't even have his wife's support anymore. How do you respond when your husband or your wife is tripping? Well, they, they just tripping. They tripping. They, they, they saying some foolish stuff, doing some foolish things. How do you respond? This is what Job was dealing with. He's dealing with the toughest time in his life. He's lost all this stuff. And then now his wife is tripping. When your spouse trip, what do you do? Do you pack your bags and go on the trip with them? You know, the trip to, to, to sin, this, or do you hold on to your faith? Do you trip with them and make your reservations and, and go with him or her and join um, their, their lying and their hateful, their hateful words and their dishonoring of God? Do you join in or do you hold on to your faith? Do you hold on to your faith? Look what Job, how Job responded to his tripping wife. Verse 10, but Job replied, you talk like a foolish woman. Should we accept only good things from the hand of God and never anything bad? So in all this, Job said nothing wrong. With a tripping wife, he still held on. Lost his children lost his possession, lost his money, lost his servants. Now he lost his health. And now he loses his the closest person to him who ain't with him no more or supporting him anymore. So this is a, woo, this is tough. But Job was still holding on to his faith. Amen. Talk about waiting. Talk about waiting. Oh, I will wait. He still held on to his faith. And then if that wasn't enough, look what it says here in Job 4, 7 through 8. Job's, some of his closest friends, they came to see him. And they did pretty good initially. They hung out and listened and cried and mourned with him for a while. But then they had to say something. Look what it says here, Job 4, 7 through 8. One of them, I'm just going to give you a couple, I'm going to give you quotes from three of his friends. This first quote came from Eliphaz. He says, verse seven and eight, verse four, seven and eight, stop and think, do the innocent die 
When have the upright been destroyed? My experience shows that those who plant trouble and cultivate evil will harvest the same. So now Job's close, one of his closest friends is telling him, Job, what did you do? You did something. Because that's the only thing in my whole life experience. What all I've seen is that when this happens, that means somebody did evil. You're just getting back the evil that you gave. When God already declared Job did nothing, he didn't do nothing wrong. And it still happened. So his friend didn't know the truth. His friend was now not on his side, but also giving him false information. So Job is losing all of these things, his spouses, his friends. And then another, the other friend says in Job 8, 5 through 6, this was Bildad. Bildad says to him, but if you pray to God and seek the favor of the Almighty, and if you are pure and live with integrity, he will surely rise up and restore your happy home. He said, Job, you need to get right, Job. Bildad says, get right, Job. You ain't right. And that wasn't the truth. Job hadn't done anything. And then he got a second friend telling him, you know, repent of your sin. And Job said, I ain't did nothing. And then Zophar gets into it in uh, Job 11, 5 through 6, and he gives his perspective. He says, if only God would speak, if only he would tell you what he thinks, if only he would tell you the secrets of wisdom, for true wisdom is not a simple matter. Listen, God is, is doubtless punishing you far less than you deserve. Job, Zophar says, what you get in Job, you deserve. You lost your, your material things. You lost your finances. Ten children died. Your wife tripping. All this pain. Your health is gone. And Zophar says, it ain't even as much as you deserve. Not the truth. That wasn't what happened. And Job is lost now relational props. <sighs> Can you imagine the trauma? And if that's not enough, look what else happened. The sixth prop the devil wants to remove is your spiritual props. Your spiritual props. Look what it says here in Job 10, 1 through 2. And this is Job speaking. I am disgusted with my life. Let me complain freely. My bitter soul must complain. I will say to God, don't simply condemn me. Tell me the charge you are bringing against me. So Job is saying, God, I don't understand. I haven't done. I've been serving you with all my strength, honoring you. It doesn't make sense to me that this would be happening, that you are condemning me. Please tell me why. Tell me why you're condemning me. I don't get it. So this is a spiritual prop because Job's thoughts about God, the things he believed concerning God are not planning out, is not making sense. He's confused, don't understand. So his spiritual mind is blown. Say, God, I don't get it. 
This is not the God I thought I knew. What happens when the thoughts you, what you believed about God, what you thought God was, the box that you have put God in, and God shows you I'm bigger than that box. I'm outside of that box. You can't put me in a box. What happens when your box explodes? Job says, what happens? This is where Job is. And so Job can't even lean on his understanding of God, not his, his own understanding, but what he believed God to be, who he believed God to be, it is blown out the water now. He's confused about the God he's been serving all this time. And so God finally addressed Job. After Job did all this complaining, he dealt with his friends and did all these different things. And some of what God said to Job here in Job 40, one through nine, it says, then the Lord said to Job, do you still want to argue with the almighty? You are God's critic, but do you have the answers? Then Job replied to the Lord, I am nothing. How could I ever find the answers? I will cover my mouth with my hand. I have said too much already. I have nothing more to say. And then the Lord answered Job from the whirlwind, brace yourself like a man, because I have some questions for you now. You must answer them. Will you discredit my justice and condemn me just to prove you are right? Are you as strong as God? Can you thunder with a voice like this, like his? So God asked Job questions and Job knew it's like, okay, all right, this is, this is, this is, this blowing my mind. This is over my head, past my, way past my pay grade. Um, um, I can't, I can't even say, I can't even my mouth, mouth no more. I got to go, I can't say, I'm going to pray, Lord, because you, you God, it's you, you, know, you, I don't get, I don't understand you and I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to understand you completely. And then look how Job responds in Job 42, 5. He says, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. Job says, Lord, you have blown my mind. The box I had put you in, it wasn't big enough. You're much more than I thought. Before, I had only heard about you. But now, through all of this, through all my complaints, through all my suffering, all of this, Lord, I see you in a different light. I see at you as much more than I had seen you before. And he says, now I've seen you with my own eyes. I know things about you I didn't know before. And I, I'm sorry. I was wrong or even questioning you. This is a powerful book. But what I want you to leave with today is that the devil has power and he believes that if he takes away your props, you won't serve God. If he's, some people see God as a, the, the heavenly vending machine. They just press 
put some coins in or send a prayer up, hit a few buttons and God's supposed to just release to them what they ask for. Like God giving out snicker bars or something. And God is much, much more. And the devil believes that if he take away the props, you wouldn't serve God. I don't know about you, but the, I'm going to make the devil a liar in my life. Because I know God is real. And I know God is good. And he's not good just because he does good things. He's just good. I've learned that. Amen. And I'm going to serve him no matter what. If I have to lose everything, I'm holding on to my faith. Amen. And I want to challenge someone that may be listening today that you have, haven't wrapped your hands and grabbed hold of putting your faith in Jesus Christ. And I want to give you a chance to do that. God is much more than you can even imagine. And God loves you more than you can imagine. And he wants a relationship with you. A relationship similar like Job that you hold on, that you endure trust him with everything as job says i came into this world naked and guess what i'm leaving naked but guess i'm gonna leave with my faith though i'm leaving this world with my faith in jesus christ won't have no things but i'll have my faith and it is what gives me eternal relationship with christ you've been listening to one by one Here's a personal message from Pastor Robert. You may have never said yes to Jesus Christ. Do you know that God loved you so much that he sent his son to die for your sin? If you're ready to say yes to the love that God showed, pray this prayer. Lord God, I admit that I've sinned against you. I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sin and I commit my life to you. I ask that you come into my life, come into my heart, take control, transform me into the character of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. And I want to encourage you to find a church where you can learn more about Jesus, draw closer to God and to other believers. God bless you. To learn more about Quench Life Christian Fellowship, visit quenchlife.org. You can follow us on Facebook, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and connect with us on LinkedIn. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at QuenchLifeCF to receive regular words of encouragement and ministry updates. Join us next time. Have you ever told God 
and he's a liar. I don't don't answer too quickly now. Don't don't answer too quickly. Think about this. Has there been? Let me rephrase the question. Has there been something God has said, and then you didn't believe it was true or would happen? God has said, "You can trust me." And then there are times in our lives where we like, I'm struggling with trusting you, and so I'm gonna take this into my own hands. Right, right. Thank you for listening.